0: guys for uh, joining in with us this morning. We're so excited for you to be here with us today. Man, today's a great day. It's a great day. We say this every Sunday. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, today we're starting a new sermon series called Take Courage. Y'all say take courage. courage. And what we're talking about over the next uh, several weeks, we're going to talk about men and women of the Bible that you might not necessarily think took courage to do something great for God. Now, I know we could talk about um, Shad- Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's like, oh, they took courage. Or we could talk about Daniel and say, oh, Daniel, he definitely took courage. But there's some other Bible characters in there that never really get highlighted enough. And I say, you know what? Let's take a few of those and let's highlight these people because we feel like sometimes they, we have to do this big grand thing to take courage. But also, t- courage could be a little small step. So we're going to take a look at some characters over the next few weeks of the Bible that took courage, and we can see how they, uh, by by them taking courage, how it relates to us and why we can take courage in our own life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's just open up in the word of prayer, and then we're going to dive right in. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for today. I thank you that you're in the midst. I thank you that you're speaking. And, uh, just hovering over our, our sanctuary today, fill our hearts with a fresh perspective of who you are, a fresh love and dedication for you. And I pray that as we uh, go over the next several re- weeks and we discuss these men and women of God that took courage, that we would take courage in our own lives, Lord God, to overcome and to take control of the things that you've gave us to overcome and to rule in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Take courage, y'all. Say, take courage. So the first person that we're going to highlight today, this first person that took courage, is a person that, man, I'm telling you, it took a tremendous amount of courage to do what they did. And we're talking about Joseph, and not Joseph of the Old Testament. I'm talking about Joseph, Mary's husband. (laughs) Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, that Joseph. That's the Joseph that we're highlighting today. And I'm telling you, Joseph it took courage to do what Joseph did. But this is the main verse for this uh, sermon series. And I know we're going to talk about Joseph, but I want to highlight where the concept of this uh, sermon series came from. And this is, has to be one of my top ten all-time favorite passages in the Bible. I shared this a couple weeks ago with the men. I've preached on this before in many different ways, but, I, ne- but uh, this is my fa- one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It comes from 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. And this is King David. He's at the end of his life, and he's given a charge, or he's given a word of instructions to his son Solomon. And this is what he says. He says, as the time of King David's death approached, He gave this charge to his son, Solomon. I am going where everyone on earth must someday go, meaning I'm about to pass away. My life is coming to an end. Take courage and be a man. Take courage and be a man. But I want to highlight that phrase, take courage, because all of us have to take courage in something in our lives. And courage isn't something that naturally comes to us. I love how David says, you have to take courage. And why would King David, at the end of his life, why would he tell or give this charge to his son Solomon? Because he knew that, hey, I'm about to pass away. My life is coming to an end. I've accomplished all that God had for me. Now it's your turn. Now now it's your turn to take the seat of the king. But guess What? I know you're going to walk through some things that are going to be far more difficult than you're walking through right now, that in order to overcome them, you're going to have to take courage. So, Solomon, I want to charge you, take courage and be a man. I know it says be a man, but that defines all of us. So if you're a woman, that's you too. Take courage and be a woman or whatever you want to say. But take courage. All of us have to take courage in something. There's not one person in this room that you don't have to take courage for. And again, taking courage doesn't have to be this big, grand um, statement that you have to do. Like I'm going to make this big stand of courage to proclaim my dedication and love for the Lord. You know what can take courage means? Tomorrow on the workplace, I'm going to share my faith with somebody else. It could take courage to do that. You know, tomorrow on the workplace, I'm going to share my testimony with someone. Here's another step of courage. Tomorrow at the workplace, I know somebody inevitably, inevitably is gonna call them to me about a situation or a problem they have. I'm gonna pray for them. Those things take courage to do. How do I know? Because you ever been in a moment where you God has put it on your heart to pray for someone, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I should or not. And then you, you don't do it, and you're like, man, I should've prayed for them. What happened at that moment? You didn't take courage. Because it takes courage to step out and do things that God has placed in our lives to do. And guess what? You have done some great things in your life. God has done great things in your life, but guess what? There's even greater things that God wants to do in your life, but guess what you're gonna have to do? Take courage. You're gonna have to take courage and say, you know what? I'm gonna fulfill everything that God has for me because I wanna be pleasing to him. I wanna take courage. So this morning, we're gonna take courage, amen? Amen. So this is the life of Joseph. We're going to I'm going to some of this I'm going to read directly from the paper because I don't want to mess it up. But I just kind of went through and did some research on Joseph and what that whole uh, engagement period with him and Mary was like. But before we get into that, let's read the passage of Scripture from Matthew, chapter one, verses 18 through 25. Matthew, and we'll have it on the screen for you. Matthew, chapter one. Verses 18 through 25. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. So this is where we're introduced to Joseph in the Bible. And... When God the Father, in all his wisdom, when he thought about who can I entrust my son, the Savior of the world, who can I entrust on earth to help raise my son? He said, I'm going to choose Joseph. Think about the awesome privilege that it must have been for Joseph to say, wow, God selected me. God the Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth, created me to be the earthly father of the Savior of the world. But just look at the situation that Joseph was in. Now, naturally speaking, this is not a favorable situation that Joseph found himself in. So he found the love of his life. He found his bride, sweet little Mary. Oh, me and Mary, we're going to get married, y'all. Oh, by the way, uh, Joseph, I just want to let you know that I'm pregnant. Not only am I pregnant, but the Holy Spirit empowered me to be pregnant. And I'm pretty sure Joseph was like, what you talk about, Mary? What you mean you, first of all, let's start, from, what you mean you pregnant? We, we didn't do nothing. So you stepping out on me, Mary? What's go, what? Think about how Joseph must have felt in that moment when Mary came to him and said, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. But not only am I pregnant. I'm pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, what's this Holy Spirit you speak of? Now, what are you talking about, Mary? Like, this is, I'm pretty sure Joseph, man, Joseph was like, man, this is, this is, this is heavy. I just thought we were going to get married. Because it says that they were in the engagement period. But all of this, we know, was to fulfill prophecy. When God the Father, in all his wisdom, planned out all the details of the, uh, of the world to come, he knew that he had to bear, his, I'm sorry, he knew that his son had to be born. It was in advance that Jesus was born into a family of the tribe of Judah and that he will be born in Bethlehem and raised in Nazareth. And God chose a family that was devoted to him in worship and a woman of high moral character. So Jesus, I'm sorry, God didn't make a mistake in selecting the family that he wanted Jesus to be placed in. God selected a man named Joseph, a descendant of David and a young woman married. At this point, they were both betrothed, a custom rather foreign to the modern mind or to modern today's society right now. To fully understand this, we need to take a brief look at this practice. The betrothal period was similar to the current custom of being engaged, but it was deeper and more serious commitment. Once the betrothal was entered into, it was absolutely binding. It lasted one year. And during this year, the couple were known as husband and wife, although they did not have the rights of a husband and wife. So through this one year period of betrothal or the the engagement, this uh, this was a serious act in those times. I know when we get engaged now, it's a serious act, but even more so back then, because they put a lot of weight in that where they considered them husband and wife, yet they just didn't have the rights of husband and wife. And so in this time frame, all of this is going down, and they're getting ready to get married. And all of a sudden, God throws a wrench in the plan, or it seems like a wrench in the plan. But it actually was the perfect plan. It's the plan that he had predestined for all to happen. But I'm still wonder- wondering what's going on through my man Joseph's mind. Joseph is like, what is going on here? But the angel of the Lord, it says, he came and spoke to Joseph in a dream. And he told Joseph, hey. It's okay. What's, I'm just paraphrasing. We just read it. But he said, "Hey, what's about to happen? It's okay, Joseph. You can take courage in the fact that this is of God and you have been selected. So take courage in that." And so Joseph, he said, "You know what? I'm going to take courage in this, and I'm going to." And it says that he wanted to break off the engagement privately, meaning that he was an upright man. He wanted to do the right thing. How many of us want to do the right thing? All of us. All of us want to do the right. Joseph was no different. He was a man of high character. He was a man that God said, this is the man that I can trust with my son, Jesus, on earth. But Joseph had a few things that he had to take courage in. And we're going to look at those things here. And this is how it's going to So how does this relate to me? We're about to get into how it relates to you this morning. Amen? So Joseph took three steps of courage. And all these areas that he took courage in, We could take courage in the same thing and apply it to our lives. Amen? The first thing that Joseph took courage in was he took courage in conflict. Joseph took courage in conflict. We just explained the whole situation for you. I I would like to say that's some conflict. Joseph found himself in some conflict. He wanted to be engaged, but what he found himself in was some conflict. (laughs) I know the men in the house, if you were being engaged to your your soon-to-be wife, and she came to you with that news, you would have a million questions. Is this truly the one that that God has for me? Because can I trust you? I'll step away from you, and you're talking about you're pregnant? And not from a man, but from the Holy Spirit? How do I know this is true? Boy, that's some conflict. Joseph found himself in some conflict and he was like man my head is spinning because naturally this situation does not make sense i guarantee you if somebody came up to you if you're a guy near and said the exact same thing that they to- that happened to joseph you would be like man you're crazy because naturally speaking this does not make sense because i know i would have been the same way like now like, explain it to me one more time i didn't explain it to you a hundred times i know it still don't make sense Explain it to me one more time. Maybe it'll make sense this time. But my man Joseph was in conflict. He was in conflict of what he felt on the inside that he was wrestling with, but also he also had the the confirmation from the angel of the Lord. So now he's in conflict of what I feel and in conflict with what the angel of the Lord has spoken. But nevertheless, he's still in conflict. Because Joseph was a, high, a man of high character, so he still wanted to make the right decision. So what Joseph needed in this moment was courage in the midst of his conflict. How many of us find ourselves in the midst of conflict and we say, I want to do the right thing? But when they're doing the right thing means going against what I feel and go against what God says. And sometimes going with what God says takes a whole lot more courage than going with what I feel. Because what I feel feels natural. And what I feel feels like what I should do, but it takes a lot more courage to trust God and what God has spoken according to the situation. But if I don't take courage, then I would just give into the natural situation and say, well, hey, you know what? Mary, we're going to break this engagement off quietly because I don't want to publicly disgrace you. And you know what? Joseph had every legal right to do it, he had every legal right. To divorce Mary and to send her away quietly, but that's not what he did. He said, you know what? I'm going to take courage and I'm going to accept this responsibility because not only is it the right thing to do, but God has spoken a word. The angel of the Lord has spoken directly to me. So guess what? I have no excuse for not making the right decision. But so many times, We're faced with decisions that God has already spoken to, but we just don't take the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to go with what God said. Because we hold on to what? To what we feel. But we have to say, I'm going to take courage in the midst of conflict, and I'm going to to hold fast to what God has spoken. Joseph overcame his conflict. I'm telling you, that was a big conflict right there. That's a lot to overcome. But he said, I'm going to do it. But the only reason he did it was because he took courage. So Joseph took courage in the midst of his conflict. And I'm telling you, all of us face conflict, but I don't know if it was this serious. Can you think about the weight of what Joseph felt? The savior, no, think of, the savior of the world, God in human flesh, the responsibility that Joseph felt, the conflict that he felt for Mary. So what are people going to think? They're they going to think we're messing around. Are they really going to believe that the Holy Spirit really impregnated her and it wasn't me? All, think about all the conflict. How is this going to make her look? How is this going to make her family look? But Joseph said, no, even in the midst of all this conflict, I'm going to take courage and I'm going to trust God. So that's the first thing Joseph did. He took courage in the midst of conflict. And I want to encourage you this morning. Whatever conflict you to find yourself in this morning... Take courage in what God has spoken. Amen? Amen? Take courage in the midst of conflict. The second thing that, uh, that uh, Joseph did, the, third, the second step of courage that jo- jo- Joseph took, was he took courage in, uh, courage to believe. Courage to believe. In Luke 1, we read that this is a different account than the one we just read, but in Luke 1, we read that the angel of Gabriel first appeared to Mary and told her all what was about to happen, then she explained this to Joseph. And when Joseph heard this, his reaction was, I'm gonna break off the engagement. But because he didn't want to publicly disgrace her, he believed Mary, but it wasn't until the angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph that he said, You know what? Now I truly understand, and I'm gonna take courage to marry, to marry Mary. Like, so what does this mean to us? Someone can speak to our natural situation, then we can believe them. But then sometimes it's not until God speaks to the situation that brings the confirmation that we truly need. And it's like, was Mary true in what she said? Absolutely. Was it false? No, it was not. But Joseph still said, I need a little bit more. I, I, I believe you, Mary. I trust you, Mary. But guess what? I still need a word from God. In this situation, I need a word from God to help me because I'm in some conflict. And, I, and you know, sometimes you find yourself in conflict, the only thing that's going to get you out of that conflict is a word from God. And it's like people, I was telling tomorrow this, we were driving back in the car, and I was like, you know what? I don't really like cliches. I don't, I don't like cliches at all. Sometimes they're true, but I still don't like them. Like when I find myself in the midst of trouble or conflict, well, don't worry. God is going to turn it around for your good. I know he will, but that don't help me right now. I mean, I still feel it. I mean, I know it's true, and I do know it's true, but in this moment, I don't want to hear that. That don't help me, but I know it's true. I know God is going to turn it around for my good, but in this very moment, I don't need you to tell me he's going to turn it around for my good. I need the Lord to do something. I need a word from, Lord, from the Lord right now. I need him to speak to this situation right now. Oh, don't worry. Uh, troubles may last tonight, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, it does, but I need joy right now. I need God to step in right now because I'm feeling something that, yes, you can speak to it, but only God can trouble my soul. I mean, not trouble my soul, but, uh, but take the trouble in my soul away. Only God can speak to what I truly feel, even when I don't have the words to communicate what I truly feel. I need a word from God. And I'm telling you, guess what Joseph felt. I don't know for sure. That's not in the Bible. But I can imagine Joseph was like, God, I need a sign from you. God, I need a word from you to help me out here because this, what I'm following myself in right now, is a little bit too deep for me to understand. And what happened? God sent the angel Gabriel to speak a word in a dream to Joseph, to speak directly to the situation, to calm all the fears, all the anxiety, all the things that Joseph, all the turmoil that Joseph felt. The angel of the Lord Gabriel spoke that word to him, and he said, you know what? Now I can take courage, and I believe. Now I take courage, and I believe. Courage to believe what God has spoken to you. What has God spoken to you that you have yet to take courage in and believe? What has God spoken to you that you have yet to take courage in and believe? Because God is always speaking. It's it's up to us whether or not we're obedient and obey what he speaks. And a lot of times what God speaks is going to take courage for us to see it come to pass. God can speak a word, and it can very well be truly from God, and you know God spoke it to you. But until you take courage, it will not come to pass. Why? Because God says, I'm showing you what I have for you. You have to take the courage to receive it. You have to take the courage to believe it and walk it out. And that takes effort on our part. It takes us trusting and believing God. It takes us to maybe to eliminate some things, maybe to move some things out of the way in order to receive what God has for us. But ultimately, what it's going to take for us to do is to take courage to believe. Because everybody wants to do awesome things for God. But sometimes people don't want to take the courage that it takes to receive those things. When you want God to move in your life, I'm telling you, you're going to have to take courage. What did David tell Solomon? Take courage because I know what's coming. I know what's I'm telling you as a spokesperson for God, God has great things in your future. But guess what? You're going to have to take courage to receive it. What are those great things, pastor? I don't know. I'm not God. I just know that they're great. But what I'm telling you as a messenger from God this morning, you're going to have to take courage. And if you don't take courage, you're going to get frustrated with God. God, why you ain't moved yet? God, you spoke this to me years ago. I hadn't received. Well, have you taken courage? Did you take courage and do what God has spoken in order to receive what you want God to do in your life? Or what God has spoken? Because he's always speaking. It's matter or not, are you taking courage to receive what God has for you? And there was a situation, remember how this all started. The angel of the Lord spoke to Mary. Mary received the word from God. She brought it back to Joseph. Joseph said, Okay, I believe you. I still need a word. The angel of the Lord spoke it to Joseph. So, again, someone can speak to your situation, but it's not until God speaks that it really brings the courage for you to believe. Well, when I was, this was like 2000, at the, like maybe. October of 2008, was it eight? Yes, it was October of 2000, no, I'm sorry. October 2007, years don't matter. The story is what's important. But uh, it was October of 2007, and I was getting ready to go to Arizona to try out for a professional baseball team. And I wanted, my pastor at the time was Pastor Larry Stocksdale. I wanted him to pray for me about, going out there that everything would go smooth that that they would sign me and all this and that and I'm just excited so I tell him the situation and he's all right let's pray and he prays for me and he prays for me and I'm feeling good and then he walks away and then he stops and he turns around and he says the Lord just spoke to me and he says you need to go on the three-day fast because you'll realize that after the fast you don't even want to play baseball anymore and I'm standing there like well pastor that's not what I want to hear that's not where I came to you. I came for you for blessing, not conflict. I came for you to bless what I'm about to do because this is what I want to do. But now I was faced with a decision. I know just for who he was and who he is that I could trust his word. And I knew that it was a word from the – in that moment, I knew it was a word from the Lord. But what he wanted me to do was seek the Lord for yourself. Go on a three-day fast, and I guarantee you, you will hear from the Lord concerning this situation, and it will confirm what I've already spoken. Now, he didn't say that, but I know that's what the whole situation was about looking back. And you know what I did? I went on a three-day fast. And on the third day of the fast, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me a strong no. And so that ended my baseball career. (laughs) And just like that, it ended. But I learned so much through that experience. It was a lot that I learned through that experience, and one of them was this: is that God can speak to you, but it's up to you to seek God to get the answer. I could have very well ran from what He spoke to me, going the three day. I could say, "No, I can't go on that three day fast," because I know if I do, God's gonna speak to me. He's gonna say, "No, I really want to play baseball, so I'm not gonna do it," and I'm just gonna do it and, and without the fast. And I could have ran from what God. Uh, what I already knew God was going to speak to me. I could have ran from that. So many times we could get counsel and wisdom concerning the situation and we would, and so, this is what you should do. and you know it's the right thing to do. and you know you should do it, but you don't take the courage to follow through and do it. And now you're in the midst of conflict because now you're stuck with I didn't do what I should have done, and now I'm still miserable because I th- what did what I thought I wanted to do, but this didn't turn out like I thought it would. All because you didn't take courage to find and seek the Lord for yourself. Joseph was like, I need to seek the Lord for myself. I need an answer for the Lord. And he received it. But you have to take courage and seek the Lord. Because God wants to speak to you, but you can't just say, I'm going to run away from God because I know what God is going to speak, so I'm not going to run to him. And y'all know what I'm talking about because y'all have been there before. I'm not going to pray about the situation because I know what God is going to say. Or I'm not going to tell anybody about the situation because I already know what they're going to say, and that's not what I want to hear. So instead of hearing what I don't want to hear, I'm not going to say anything. Well, that doesn't sound like taking courage at all. But you have to take courage. To believe and not only to believe but to seek God in certain situations. Even when you know it's going to go against what you want, you got to say, I'm going to take courage and I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek a word from the Lord. And Joseph, he took courage and he believed. Amen. So the first thing, jo- Joseph took courage in the midst of conflict, Joseph took courage to believe. And the third thing that how it relates to us as well is Joseph took courage. To define himself. Joseph took courage to define himself. The weight, the weight of the responsibility that Joseph felt was extremely heavy, but he took courage in that responsibility. He's, think, think about this, y'all. The savior of the world, you're now responsible for raising him. You don't think that's a heavy weight? You don't think Joseph feel like, no, so this means I have to be perfect? I got to make sure I get, at this time, and they're still under the law. So I got to make sure I do all the things in the law correctly because I know the Son of God is watching me. Every, I have to watch how I speak to Mary and treat her and how I treat other people because I know the Son of God is watching me. I know I have to do what because I know he knows everything, but he's only five years old, but he still knows everything, so I still have to make sure that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. At 12 years old, he was in the synagogue teaching men. Grown people, you don't think that's a heavy weight that Joseph felt? Like, oh, jeez, this is a great responsibility, y'all. Ooh, so you want me to race who? Is one more time? That is a heavy, great responsibility that he felt. But he said, "You know what? I'm going to take courage and let this responsibility define who I am." Because most of the time, we know great responsibility causes us to change and to to uh, do self-examination about who we are, but more importantly, who God says we are. God knew who Joseph was. It says it, he said he was a man of high character. But more importantly, God knew who Joseph would become after this situation. Joseph, you're a great man now, but just wait till you walk through this and you shoulder and take courage in this responsibility. Just wait to see how great of a man you will be once you trust me in this situation. See, God was trying to do something not only in Mary's life, but in Joseph's life as well. Yeah. And when God wants to do something in your life, he's going to ha- you're going to have to say. You have to get over the fact of who you think you are versus what God speaks about you. Because so many times we get caught up in how we view ourselves and how we see ourselves in neg- and not enough time on what does God speak about me? What does God say about me? What has God already spoken to me about my future? But we get so caught up in who we are that we negate what God is trying to do. You have to get rid of our own negative self-image and let the situation that God has put us in define who God says we are in him. That's what Joseph did. He took courage in the fact that I'm going to define myself in this responsibility, but I'm going to do it because I know what God has spoken to me. God has prepared me for this, so I'm going to take courage in this. So Joseph had the great responsibility of being the guardian and protector of God's plan. God's plan rested on Joseph and Mary's shoulder. Y'all don't think that's a heavy weight? God's plan, it was the only one he had rested on their shoulders. Mary was the one that birthed it, but Joseph was the one that protected it. It was through God's plan that Mary birthed it, Joseph was the one that protected it. And that was God's plan, through two people. And Joseph said, I'm not gonna let the weight of this responsibility crush me. I'm gonna take courage, and I'm gonna rise up, and I'm gonna take responsibility for what is placed in front of me. God, this is the task, this is the assignment you have for me, I'm going to take courage. And I'm going to let the words that you speak over me help me through this situation. When I get in the middle of it, because you know when I get in the middle of it, there's going to be some situations I don't know what to do. But guess what? I could take courage in the fact that you've spoken to me already, so I know that I'm victorious on the other end. Yeah. So you have to know, even in the midst of adversity and when it seems hard and when it seems like I don't know what to do, what has God already spoken to you about the situation? Take comfort, encourage in that, and say victory is on the other side. Why? Because God has already spoken it to you. But guess what you're going to have to do? Take courage. Take courage in who he has called you to be and not how you view yourself. Don't take courage in how you see yourself, but what has God spoken to you? Take courage and and fulfill the responsibility that God has called you to fulfill. And Joseph was a guy that followed the law to the T. He followed the law to the T because he believed in God. But God took him to a different outcome that he would have chosen for himself. Because Joseph followed the letter of the law to the T, his response, natural response was, response was, I'm going to quietly divorce Mary because that's the right thing to do. That is my uh, right. That is the law. So I have the legal right to end this engagement right now, and that's exactly what he planned to do. But because he took courage, he took a plan that God had for him that he wouldn't necessarily have taken for himself. Sometimes we have to trust God to say, God, I will take the plan that you have for me and not the plan that I would take for myself. Because all of us have a plan that we want for ourselves. And we have to ask ourselves this, because this is the same thing with Joseph. Joseph's responsibility helped build the kingdom of God. Does your plan for your life help build the kingdom of God, or is it a selfish ambition? Because selfish ambitions doesn't build anything but you. A God plan helps build the kingdom of God. So we have to ask ourselves, would this responsibility or what God has spoken, or what I think God, because we could say God spoke to me, but it's really your selfish ambition. And you're just throwing God into it to make it sound religious or spiritual so people could be like, oh, amen, brother, sister, go ahead and do that. But no, it's really a selfish ambition. You want the glory for yourself. It's not really building the kingdom at all. It's bringing glory to yourself. But when God truly speaks to you, It's to build the kingdom of God. So when we ask ourselves, when I do what I feel like God has called me to do, is it building the kingdom or is it a selfish ambition that's just building myself up? Because that's a question we don't want to ask. Because we all have plans that we want to do for ourselves. But we have to say, God, what do you have for me? Because if it was up to me, the outcome that I would choose is not the outcome that you have for me. Joseph was the same way. He was ready to to, uh, secretly, he was ready to call it off. That's that, that, well, nope, that's not it. But he took courage in the plan that God had for him and not the plan that he had for himself. We have to take courage and do the same thing because, again, all of us, I, I can go around the room, what's the plan you have for you? What do you want to do? And we could go around the room and everybody has plans, but we have to ask ourselves, but is it the plan that God has for you? Is it the plan that God has for you? Because it's going to take courage in order to fulfill the plan that God has for you. We are not qualified to define who we are. We have to take courage in what God's word says about us and who God has called us to be and not how we feel. Oh, Jesus, help us. So many times we define ourselves by how we feel. I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. I, I don't feel smart enough, so I'm not qualified. I don't know enough, so I need to learn a few more scriptures, and then I'll be qualified. Was, is that what God said, or did God just say, do it? Did he, did he say, when you get enough scriptures inside of you, then you're called? To, is that what he said, or did he say, I've called you to do this, go do it? We have to allow ourselves to define ourselves by what God speaks and not what we feel, because your feelings will deceive you. You could be happy one moment and sad in the next. Don't trust your feelings. They will disappoint you every single time. Every single time your feelings will disappoint you. Don't go by what you feel. Go by what God has spoken over you. Amen? Amen. Take responsibility in what God has placed in front of you. That's going to take courage. Think about what your current situation is. You say, well, my marriage is not where it should be. Take courage in the responsibility of your marriage. Walk it out. It's going to be all right. I know that's a cliche, but guess what? It is. It's going to be all right. Walk it out. Take courage. Well, I don't know what my next step is in my career. Seek God and take courage in what God speaks, and it's going to be so. Whatever it is that you're facing, the responsibility that you feel, just like Joseph, take courage in your responsibility and allow the Lord to define who you are and not what you feel about your situation. Don't let your situation define you allow the lord to redefine you and take courage in that and grab hold to that responsibility and say devil you done messed up now i got courage now now that i have courage i'm about to accomplish everything that god has for me because for some of us in here the only thing that you're lacking right now is courage and the devil know as soon as he or she gets some courage it's a wrap their whole family is going to be saved because now they have courage Their family line from generation to generation is going to be changed once they get some courage. And he's doing everything that he can to keep you from taking hold of courage. He's going to bring all types of disappointments. He's going to bring all types of excuses. He's going to bring all types of trials and tribulations your way because he's trying to keep you from taking courage. Think about what he did to Joseph. He tried to take his courage. He did everything he could to discourage Joseph to say, don't take that responsibility, because I know if he fulfills God's plan, it's over for me. My grip on humanity is over with once Jesus does what he's called, what he's uh, born to do, and he does what he's supposed to do. But if I could get Joseph to be discouraged and walk away from it, then guess what? I still have a fighting chance. But he know he didn't have a chance. Because God's plans are yes and amen. His word is yes and amen. It's never, it's never void. It never fails. And he knew the devil was like, i got to bring some discouragement. So what he's going to try to do to you? The same thing he did to Joseph. He's going to try to keep you from taking courage. He's going to put situations. I can't handle this. Yes, you can. Take courage. This is too hard. This is too difficult. You don't understand what I'm going through. Take courage. I don't know, but take courage. God does. Take courage. We all, through walk, we all walk through difficult things. Nobody's, no, nobody's void of walking through difficult things. Not one of us. I wish it were so, but it's not. We all have to walk through difficult things and then sometimes unfair things. But in those moments, you know what you're gonna have to do? Take courage. Take courage. Because if you take courage and you overcome that, tell me what, you can, what can't you do in God's power once you overcome what you think is so difficult. Have you already overcome, overcame something that was you felt was difficult? How did that make you feel with God's power? when I mean, you know it was God, not your own strength. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you know God delivered you from a situation. How did that make you feel in your relationship towards God? Like you could do anything. Well, this situation that you're facing right now that you hadn't took courage in yet, but you will, guess what? Guess how it's going to make you feel in your uh, relationship with God when you finally take courage and overcome it. Guess what? You going to, God. What you got for me next? <laughs> Devil, get out of my way, cause you can't stop me now. I'm on a roll now. Yes. Why? Because now you have courage. That's what Solomon, That's what David was trying to get. And Solomon said, "Take courage." He could have told Solomon anything. Hey, let me tell you how to govern God's people. Hey, let me tell you how to make wise decisions. Take courage. Take courage, because you're gonna need it. What are you gonna need moving forward? Courage. So what are we talking about the next few weeks? Courage, because you're going to need some courage. I need courage. I know I do. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> we all need courage, y'all. The longer you walk with the Lord, actually, the more courage it's going to take. Because it's easier for you to say, I've been there, done that, done that. No, no, no. You're going to need some more courage. Because when you get to that place you feel like been there, done that, oh, you lost courage now you're trusting in your own self because when God places something on the inside of you it's going to take some courage from him in order to overcome if you feel like you don't need courage from God then that just means it's not from God it just means that's something that you done conjured up in yourself probably a selfish ambition because if you could do it in your own strength why you need God but when things feel like it's overwhelming you and God I can't do this take courage that's what you need that's the word Take courage. You watching online? Take courage. I'm going to say it about five more times before you finally get it. Take courage. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Neighbor. take courage. courage. Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, Neighbor. take courage. Take courage. courage." I want those words to ring out throughout the whole week. Every time you think about discouragement, think about this, take courage. Whenever you feel sad and feel like you want to give up or quit, take courage. Whenever you want to run away and go hide in the bed and crawl up and just cry, take courage. Take courage because the devil knows if once you finally take courage, he can't mess with you now. I, I can't do, I, I done tried everything, I, I done tried every trick in the book. I tried to lie to him. I tried to deceive him. I tried to put people in their way to hurt him. I tried to take things away from him. I tried to put, that, nothing will stop him. What, what, they got courage now. And I'm pretty sure that's how he talks, because he's a little little pipsqueak. I just imagine the devil about this tall and just a little pipsqueak. And we run around, ooh, the devil, the devil. No, ain't no devil. Take courage. Overcome what you need to take courage in. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today, and I thank you that faith is arising on the inside of us to take courage of the responsibility that's in front of us. I bind every lie, every attack of the enemy off our minds right now of discouragement and defeat. But I thank you right now that a spirit of victory is arising on the inside of us because we're gonna take courage in you. We're not gonna take courage in our own strength. We're not gonna take courage in our own abilities. But Lord, we take courage solely in you and solely in the words that you have spoken over us. And, Lord, I thank you right now for awesome testimonies that will come forth, Lord God, of people that say, Pastor, I took courage in the fact that God has spoke something over me, and I believed it, and I have overcome. And I thank you right now, Lord God, that we all would take courage in our lives to overcome every attack, every uh, roadblock of the enemy, Lord God, every trial and tribulation that we face, that all of us, Lord God, would take courage and overcome. That we would take courage of the responsibility and not run away from it. But we would say, I will take courage and I will believe. I will take courage in the midst of conflict. I will take courage and allow the the Lord and the word of God to define who I am. I thank you right now that courage is arising right now. That we won't just take, we will take courage, Lord God. Courage is something you have to take. Take courage right now in this moment. Lord, I thank you that you fill in our hearts, Lord God. You move and in our hearts right now, Lord God. All fear, all doubt, all insecurity, it must flee right now as you take courage. Courage to overcome. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, shout Amen. Amen. Take courage. Take courage. I want to give one final invitation you can uh, bow your head and close your eyes that's for anyone in the room that you feel like man i'm away from the lord i i don't i need to be in the right relationship with god i find myself away from him maybe you served him at one point but you want to come back to him i want to give you an open invitation the lord his arms are wide open for you ready to receive your love there's nothing too great that you've done that could cause you to separate you from god's love He's standing right there saying, son and daughter, I welcome you. Son and daughter, I love you. I want to call you my own. So I want to give you an invitation today with no one looking around. If you're in the room, you're listening to this back on the podcast or watching online, if you want to come in a right relationship with the Lord and know for sure that your name is written in the Lamb book of life, I want to pray for you. With no one looking around, you want to come into right relationship with the Lord. With no one looking around, just lift your hands, and I want to pray for you this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart. You watching online? You can do the same thing and just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you, asking for forgiveness of sin. Lord, I lay down my plans, my sin, my guilt and shame, right before you, and in exchange. I receive your forgiveness, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I receive your love. Lord, let me find protection, peace, safety, provision in your love. And Lord, I pray that for the rest of my life that I will serve you, that I will seek you above all else. I love you. I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise for those that made a decision to follow the Lord this morning. There's one or two things that you could do if you're online and you made that decision. Just comment in the comment session, section, I made a decision. we love to follow up with you, hear what God did in your heart in this moment. And if you're in the room, in the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, uh, let's connect. But on the back, it says, I made a decision. Fill that out, drop it in the offering bucket. And we love to connect with you. Uh, throughout the week as well to hear what god did in your heart in this moment but let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow christ greatest decision that you will ever make take courage this is just week one y'all we have a couple more weeks to go and we're going to look at other bible characters men and women that you may not have thought of oh i didn't realize that they took courage but they did and you're going to take courage too amen amen so before we disconnect from you guys online we want to give you an opportunity Uh, to give. Uh, There's a couple ways that you could do that. You can download the app and you can give on the app. You could go to our website, which is newlifemobile.org, or you can mail in a check or money order uh, to give as well. But we're going to pray for those that are prepared to give online, and then we're going to disconnect. Lord, we thank you for those that are prepared to give today. I thank you for the seed that's coming in today. I thank you, Lord God, that is for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Lord, that you would use it to multiply, Lord God, to go far beyond what we can think, comprehend, or imagine to fulfill the vision and the mandate that you have for the kingdom of God. And I thank you that you use this church as a lighthouse, as a source, Lord God, to go out and to make a, uh, just not even just a, um, a local, but even a global impact, Lord God, for the kingdom of God. And I thank you that you could trust us with the resources to go forth, Lord God, and you stretch it that you bless each and every person that's prepared to give today. Lord, we thank you. We honor you with the resources that we have, and we freely and generously give it back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys, for tuning in online. we love to invite you this Wednesday, 630. We have life groups. We have men's groups, ladies' groups, young adults' groups, kids' groups. You're all invited. This Wednesday, 6.30, it's the first Wednesday of the month we do life groups here. You're all invited to that. Hope you have a great, great Sunday. We love you guys. We will see you next week at 10 a.m. Amen.